Overnight, two Russian missiles struck a city in eastern Ukraine, killing seven people, injuring 80 others. Officials say those missile strikes happened within 30 to 40 minutes of one another. The second missile striking right as first responders arrived to help people. There's also this new CNN reporting this morning on Ukraine's counteroffensive just weeks into it. Western officials tell our colleague Jim Shudo they're concerned the assessment of the battle to regain territory is increasingly sobering. Illinois Congressman Mike Quigley just recently returned from meetings in Europe with U.S. commanders training Ukrainian forces, told CNN, quote, our briefings are sobering. We're reminded of the challenges they face. This is the most difficult time of the war. Joining us now, retired Army Major Mike Lyons. Do you agree with Quigley's assessment? I mean, not he was meeting with the people that are training mm -hmm. the Ukrainians. Yeah. You know, so it's two months to the day since the counteroffensive started. They've gained maybe 10 square miles or so, not a lot. But, you know, attacking frontal fortifications reinforced by minefields without air superiority, not a lot of times in history you can show that's been successful. Um, I think we've set the expectation high for what the Ukrainian military can do, um, but they're not fighting a combined arms fight. They're not fighting a counteroffensive the way that historically shown has been successful. Not their fault, um, but they're doing the best they can. So I, I'm, I'm glad to see we've got some sober reality with regards to the situation there. Abrams tanks will be there in the fall, so that will be uh, obviously uh, helpful. But as Jim's report that it's not about hardware. It's yeah. not about uh, weapon support. So how much can that help? You know, because the Abrams tanks are, are going to get there at a time when the rainy season is going to start. And the way tanks are deployed effectively is when they're used for shock effects. And if you're Russia, you're seeing where those tanks are going to go, because that's exactly where the offensive uh, priority is going to be at that time. And what you'll do is you'll move troops there to counterbalance them. There's only 31 tanks or so showing up. They're not going to be that much of a difference maker. There's huge logistical tooth-to-tail ratio that goes with those tanks. Um, Will they make a difference? They're going to allow more Ukrainian crews to survive, but those tanks still don't have any more capability to, to go through minefields or do other things. So, again, without the combined arms, without the air superiority, I think this is still going to remain a stalemate. It's a real question about what Ukraine's going to need from the U.S. in mm -hmm. terms of additional funding, additional weapons, et cetera. Right. And the U.S. public sentiment on it is changing. There is really striking uh, reality in this new CNN polling. What it shows is that a majority of Americans disapprove of another support package for Ukraine. 45% approve it. Should Congress authorize more funding to Ukraine? 55% oppose it. Yeah, this is what Vladimir Putin wants to happen. If he hangs on to this land that he has right now, that he's seized illegally, um, gets through the, 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 the fall and then the winter. We're now into next spring here and our political season, presidential elections running. Uh, who knows what the politicians will say? Because this is really what, what, what uh, you know, where the money's going to come from. The Ukraine government needs a commitment from NATO, from the United States, saying we're all in for however long it takes. The problem is that doesn't jive with our political cycles here, and the United States leads the way with all these economic packages as well as the military packages. So um, that's what Putin is, ho is hoping that will happen, that we'll lose interest. So you're saying if the U.S. fails to authorize further funding, you think its Western allies will follow? I'm not sure the Western allies have the capability um, and capacity to make the difference that Ukraine is going to need in order to uh, sustain itself. Uh, they need Patriot missiles. They think they need things that only come from the United States and U.S. defense contractors. And you can't crank that machine up quick enough to get some of that material there at the time. Look at the tanks. I mean, we're the the only we only took us took us eight months to get 31 tanks to Ukraine. They need 400 if they want to have any kind of offense.
So we learned overnight uh, a detail about new textbooks in Russia yeah. that will address the invasion of Ukraine as the uh, addition of new regions to the Russian Federation, just kind of a light brush ignoring, not even using the special military operation language that they've used on the global scale. What's your reaction to that? Yeah, they're betting that this is going to end with a new border, that Russia's going to take that land that they have. I mean, they, uh, they had that land that they controlled since 2014, mostly in Crimea and the Donbass region. And now they control that uh, eastern portion of the Dnepro River. It creates now a, a, a DMZ, a border situation of, of two hostile countries, if this thing stops tomorrow, if the Russians decide from a military perspective. The other thing, though, it does put a little bit of a problem with Ukraine joining NATO. We can't bring a country into NATO that has a border conflict. So this is one way that you know Putin will potentially keep NATO uh, from U Ukraine by saying there's going to always be a border skirmish here, and, and then this is all you know, part of their plan. Major Mike Lines, thank you. Nice to have you at the table. We usually get you in Washington or at the wall. Thanks yeah. for being with us.